Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 260. My mantra, which I say it to every client at least twice in a meeting, is your brand is everything. And your first impression is often going to be your last. So you really, you don't get a lot of second shots at these things. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Are you short on time when it comes to training your restaurant staff? Well, if you are, don't worry. I'm sure you're not alone. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. You can find that light by visiting Tipsy for a whole library of video courses delivered by World Barista Champions, leading sommeliers, marketing gurus, and customer service superstars. Learn more by clicking the Tipsy banner in the show notes. If you choose to subscribe today, you'll get a special 50% discount because your restaurant unstoppable listeners get on it. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Peter Jude Ricciardi. Peter, tell me, you're feeling unstoppable today. Eric, I'm feeling unstoppable today, tomorrow, and the next day. And I know you're unstoppable. Speaking of storytelling, this is what we're going to be talking about today, but this is our second crack at it. So I don't always get to know what's coming down the barrel. Um, and we tried recording this once before. There was a hiccup, uh, but we got it all squared away now. And now I know that what's coming down the barrel is is just going to like blow you guys away. So this is going to be great. It's some valuable stuff coming. I can't wait to dive into it. So just let me give the listeners a huge aerial view of who you are. Then we'll learn more about you. So Peter Drew Ricciardi is a, a creative consultant and brand strategist, executive producer with more than 15 years of experience working at the Walt Disney Company. He has since moved beyond the castle gates in the house of the mouse, and today he is considered the chief storyteller in brand development uh, director for 2020 Brand Image. And 2020 Brand Image is a full-service consulting agency that specifically serves the hospitality industry. So I'm really excited to dive back into today's conversation because I know it's going to be great. Um, so that's just a huge aerial view of who you are, what you're all about. I can't wait to learn more. But let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you have for us today? I've got all three for you. I've got a credo. I've got my success uh, quote. And I've got my mantra ready to rip. Yes. Um, really. Because we're talking food, we're talking restaurant, we're talking all that stuff. My credo is, if it lived, I will eat it at least once. <laughs> um, I love to eat. I'm a foodie. I love to go out to eat. Um, you know, I'll try anything. And I'm one of those people that grew, you know, when I was younger, uh, trying to find myself uh, before I walked into the doors at Disney, which is another story altogether. Um, you know, I, I was in the restaurant industry. I was I was a busboy uh, at a, a variety of nightclubs. I was a pizza window boy at a nightclub in Boston, which was a, a, a whole experience in and of itself. Um, you know, hand making pizzas at two in the morning for hundreds and hundreds of drunk people. Um, I, I waited tables. I was a bartender, but I, I love. I get the industry. I do. Um, I feel their pain, so I love to go out to eat. I love to experience and see what people have to offer, especially up in the area. We are in, in New England from oh, yeah. Boston to Portsmouth to Portland. Um, you know, We've got some great eateries and some great experiences uh, out there waiting for us. Success for me, uh, I, I like to say be effective plus be memorable equals being noticed. Mm, being uh, effective plus being memorable means being noticed dive yeah. into that and why that really just resonates with you well you know uh too many people gloss over a lot of the creative end of uh creating either a brand a brand story um you know whether it be even just your your advertising in general mm. uh people will look at that as a uh you know uh it, it often comes across as the redhead stepchild of everyone's marketing plan they're like oh yeah somebody will get to that and gosh if we can do it for free great um you know if you really want to be noticed, if you really want to stick out, if you really want to be recognized as the place or the professional or the expert, you've got to come up with something that's 
creatively effective and, you know, relatable, you've got to make an experience memorable, whether it be a radio commercial, TV commercial, or sitting down in a restaurant to have a meal with your family. Uh, The experience needs to be memorable. And those two things, when you add them together, that gets you noticed. That's why I say it. It's the simplest way I can explain to somebody how to be successful, whether, you know, in any category of the marketing, branding experience is to simply be effective, add that to being memorable, and that is going to equal being noticed. Mm. Uh, I love it. I do. And I can't help but think about just listening to you talk. We're here to talk about, uh, you know, creating your own story and telling your story and the power of story uh, can have in this industry. But listening to you talk, I can't help but think about what what advice you're giving us right now is to uh, create stories for other people, to be memorable, to create those experiences. It's not just about telling your story. Uh, this industry has a lot to do with making the stories and creating those memories, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm really getting from this. Is that is that accurate? Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean that. You know that I, I can parlay that into my mantra, which I say it to every client at least twice in a meeting: is your brand is everything, mm. and your first impression is often going to be your last. Yeah. So you really you don't get a lot of second shots. At these things, um, with, especially with an audience when you're talking about radio, television, um, or, or even just the experience of coming in or, or let's say, you know, uh, I'm going to check out your restaurant, Eric. You know, I haven't been to it yet. Somebody tells me it's totally awesome. You got to go there. <laughs> and, you know, before I get in the car and haul over there, before I bring my family over there or whatever, the first thing most people do is either whip out their phone or they're sitting at their desk and they just they look you up um, and, and right there. Your brand is everything. The first thing I see, if I look you up and I just see something that's relatively unimpressive or confusing or doesn't, doesn't sort of resonate with me as, as a potential uh, guest, then, then that's my first impression of you. And, and if it's not a high mark, if it's not good, um, it's, it's only more difficult for me to get in the car and come over to your business and, and, and take in the experience. So you have to start from very go. Your job in a restaurant industry especially, but really in any industry, is to um, connect and capture those consumers, those guests, those visitors, uh, those members before they ever enter your door. You have got to capture them first. And that's why I say your brand is everything and your first impression is often your last. I love it. Awesome stuff. Uh, we're getting this started to uh, the on a, on the right foot, and I just can't wait to dive in more. Uh, but I really just want to paint the picture for the listeners as far as who you are and what makes you an authority, and why we should be opening our ears up to the advice you're about to lay on us. So tell us a little bit more about what makes you an authority on the the topic of storytelling. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I really I look at this and I go, authority is, and I, I'm so pleased. Thank you. I'm grateful for that. Hashtag. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I look at this as everyone's got a story to tell and everybody, everybody has the ability to be a great storyteller. So uh, my being an authority on it, I'll say not exactly an authority. I have a, uh, a super cool background and a, and a really unique perspective on how storytelling can be formed and how it can connect brands to people and experiences. And, and I learned all of this really, you know, partially because of who I am and how I grew up. But you know, I got my real, like, uh, like if you will, master's degree, if you will, in that, uh, at working at Disney. I walked into the Disney company 15 years prior, uh, saw a guy I knew. They were building out a production studio. I said, hey, what can I do to help to hang around? I'd love – I'm not in college. I, I can't do an internship, blah, 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 blah. What can I do? How can I stick around? Um, and they said, well, you can help us hang some sheetrock. And I was like, great. I don't know how to do that, but, you know. You'll show me. Uh, Fifteen years later, you know, I was the uh, equivalent of the uh, in-house creative agency for Disney. Uh, I worked on everything from uh, redeveloping and redesigning Disney Channel, uh, creating Disney Junior, Disney XD, uh, Radio Disney, um, and worked for uh, as an executive producer for content and and development of content used uh, for things like Toy Story, Monsters Inc., Pirates of the Caribbean, and then the other side of my day, if you will, um, had everything to do with creating brand stories that worked for the Disney partnership between clients like Microsoft, American Red Cross, Delta Dental. 
uh, grocery stores, uh, Mexico tourism board, Mazda, Ford. So like, you know, and that's just a, a that's a sliver. Um, so what I learned at Disney was how to how to sort of adapt and become any brand, any any organization, learn their speak, be able to sort of interpret their story and deliver it to their specific target audience in a way that compelled, in a way that was effective, in a way that was memorable, so that, you know, you were able to uh, create a real impact. And that's how I learned to do what I do today. Awesome. And I mean, this is, we're, we're here to talk about storytelling, but we're also, uh, above all else, a podcast dedicated to personal growth in the restaurant industry. And for that reason, um, even though it may not have been in the restaurant industry, I, it's, it's such a great example of what you did to get to where you are today. I love how uh, I just need to make an example of you because you started with nothing and you said, I want to help. I want to be a part of this. What can I do? And you started with hanging sheetrock and that opened up so many doors for you. So if you're in the restaurant industry, if you want to break into this industry, who is the person that you want to learn from and go offer to scrub grease off the back of a fry litter? Do whatever you can do to get your foot into the door to, to, to kickstart your career. And I just wanted to make an example. I think that uh, if we don't look, take anything away other than just that today, uh, I think that your time has already been well spent. So wow. <laughs> awesome stuff. Super, um, super uh, advice. Yeah. I mean, and I'll add to that for you. Please. Uh, you figure out who you want to be, what you want to be when you grow up, whether it be uh, if you own a restaurant and you want it to be like such and such as restaurant, you know, not a carbon copy, but you, there's someone that you admire. You know, it's as simple these days as Googling, finding out, uh, using Twitter, uh, connecting with those people because often they're thrilled to pass it forward. That's how it worked for me. Uh, from hanging sheetrock, you know, I, I became a voice artist while at Disney and you know what? I, I, I knew nothing about this. Mm. And I, I, I read an interview one day with a guy named Bob Bergen who happened to take over Mel Blanc's position as the voice of uh, all the Looney Tune characters, specifically like Porky Pig. I got his email address through a magazine. Um, I emailed him. I communicated with him. And he gave me the start in this business that I needed. And it was simply like you said, figure out who is doing what it is that you want to do, communicate with them, follow in their footsteps, and do whatever it takes to get there. Yeah, awesome stuff. So let's dive into the impact storing storytelling has. So can you just give us a little bit of a I don't know, background or some uh, knowledge as to why storytelling is so impactful and how it affects the human, I don't know, psychology, uh, the sure. brain, please? Sure, sure. I mean, you know, th- and this is, again, this is my – my point of view and my opinion from my experience, um, you know, first of all, you got to start by blocking out all the gobbledygook of what your friends and your family are, are telling you. Um, you've got to make sure that the marketing person or, or the person who's going to help you or develop your brand for you really knows what they're doing. Not somebody that says, well, I, uh, I own a print shop downtown and I can, I can do marketing. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, I'm talking about finding you know, ways to really specifically brand and tell your story. And a story for a brand, to me, you know, you've got to start with being relatable. You've got to start by being recognizable. You've got to make that story compelling. It has got to make people want to experience your brand. And it's got to make people want to experience it again and again. Because, Eric, I'm sure most of the people that listen to your program and most of the people you know in the industry will tell you the hardest part isn't getting them in once. It's getting them back. Yes. So your story has to be capable of many of these things. Uh, most importantly, and this is, where, this is where people die. This is where you fall on your sword, you roll over, and you die. Uh, it's most important that you're consistent with your brand. You're honest. You're true. You're living within that brand. Uh, your brand experience, and I mean this by all points of contact, and that means before I ever get in the door, your website, your social media conversation has to be current. It has to be uh, relatable. Um, you know, your uh, photos, the video you're using on your website or, or anywhere else, the photos, your blog, uh, even the overlooked, your phone, yeah. your readings, your, your, whether it's pre-recorded or the person you've hired that answers the phone at your restaurant. And then it boils down to everybody and everything in your restaurant, from the decor to the people and the way. You know, if I come into your restaurant and I ask the, the waiter, 
what's this restaurant about? What's the brand story? He may tell me, uh, well, it's, it's, it's homey, romantic with a, with a slight twist of, um, you know, New York sort of upper. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. And I may ask the, uh, the manager, same story. And I, I tell you often, more often than not, they're going to tell me something completely different. And I could ask the girl at the front desk who, or the guy at the front desk who's taking reservations, and they are either going to say, I don't know, or they're going to tell me something else. And that means in this space now, uh, that brand story has fallen off the rails. So points of contact all have to line up. They all have to vibrate at the same frequency, and that has to be compelling and relatable. That, to me, is a brand story worth hearing. Absolutely. And I think, you know... we really got to take that on our own shoulders. I mean, we can't expect anybody else to do these things. And we really, if, if our people don't know the story behind our restaurant, I mean, it's because we aren't doing the job of telling the story and making sure we're communicating it. And it all starts from like day one in training, like delivering the message as to who you are, why we're here and you know, what direction we're going in. And if you can communicate that brand, that story to your people, then you get everybody pulling in the same direction. And that's huge too. Uh, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I mean, in the restaurant industry, is special, especially because it's so nomadic and you've got a staff that, look, their, their dream is not to become a, a lunchtime server uh, very rarely. And if you've got someone like that on, on your staff, you know, you may want to flush them out. Um, <laughs> but they might share a similar passion, though, that is aligned with your brand and your story. And you can get them on board with other things than making a career out of working in the restaurant. Oh, absolutely. Like- Where I was going was to say that, um, you know, you, 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 you want to love what you do. You want to love your job, what you do. You don't have to love the company, but it's important that the company remember that the people that are passionate, the people that are there, the people that are there in support of you and your brand, you have to value them and you have to express that value in them. Um, and, and to, to uh, make your staff truly, uh, a, a truly valuable staff understands why they're there. Like I had a manager when I was waiting tables and I was in a band and I remember one day thinking, Oh my God, can't wait to get out of here, but I'm so tired. I don't want to go to band practice. Yada, yada, yada. He knew what my passion was. My passion was not waiting tables. My passion was being in the band. And I remember he pulled me aside and he said, you know, man, you just gotta get up for it. You gotta do this. You got, if you, that's what you want to do with your life, you gotta get up for it. Now, you know, finish up this, finish up that, wrap it up and get out of here. And this was a guy, my point is, this was a guy I would work for anytime. I couldn't say no to. So he knew how to treat, he knew how to train and he knew how to treat his staff. So we would come to work for him anytime, any day on your day off. If he called you and needed you, you weren't coming in because you wanted to wait tables. You were coming in because you were helping uh, a brand succeed. Yes. You know, awesome. Uh, and, and what you're saying is it just really ties back to the, the story. If I come in and the staff, you know, I may get a member of the staff who just doesn't care. And that affects your brand story. Yeah. And I mean, there's some other things that I, I did some research to kind of prepare myself for this interview to add some talking points. And uh, some of the things I uncovered uh, with the power of story is, I mean, if you go back to uh, the earliest forms of communicating uh, before we were, you know, really writing things down. And I mean, it's a part of our human genome to pass along the story and to share advice. Everything that our history was all, it's his story. Um, that It's our most basic way of communicating aside from maybe body language and, you know, social like, like hand cues, but storytelling, your brain is, is built to be able to understand story. That's like one of the most impactful ways to communicate. Uh, and it's something like uh, people spend 30% of their time uh, daydreaming unless they're listening to a story and they just get totally sucked into that story. That's why people love watching movies. They can watch movies for two plus hours because they're sucked into the story. Do you want to add to that at all? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you. It's, it's about uh, creating the experience that, uh, uh, removes people from their day to day. We don't, I don't go to the movies to think about the meeting I've got tomorrow or to worry about what I did earlier in the day. I go to the movies to escape. Uh, I go out to eat because I'm hungry, but truly, you know, here, here's your, here's an example. And, and I relate this the same with when I do advertising for somebody, uh, when we're working with, you know, through 2020 brand image, uh, if you want a steak, you want a steak dinner and you've got the big boss coming over and you're going to take 
the big boss or the client out for a steak dinner. You've got a couple of choices to make. Um, you can get a steak at Market Basket or wherever and take it home in that styrofoam tray sitting in its own blood wrapped in plastic. And then you can throw it on the grill and cook it for them and say, here, here's steak. I'm giving you steak. Impressed? <laughs> or you take them out to wherever for a steak dinner, but it's not just a steak dinner. It's an experience. The reason people do that, they don't bring the boss over and toss that bloody piece of steak in front of them on the dining room table is because they're trying to impress. They want to create an experience. So, uh, you know, in a restaurant setting, this is the experience that you're, you're, you're creating for people. It doesn't have to be fancy. It can even be simple. You know, um, places like you know, places like uh, in Portsmouth, the Friendly Toast. It's a very simple, basic, uh, but awesome menu and experience. And then you can go up the street, you know, over to uh, the library and have a sit-down fancy steak dinner. Um, it's completely different experiences. But you, you go there not just to stuff that hole in your face, but for the experience. Am I wrong? Yeah, Pete, that's a, an awesome uh, observation and a great, you know, point to, to, to like – to you know highlight is that you know we have to tell the story and and fit our restaurant brand into the lives of our people and correspond and uh go with their own personal story whether it be for that night or how they view themselves uh in like how our brand ties into their life story like do they want to be associated with a, a health food store like is that a, does that align with their personal life story or are they trying to impress a girlfriend like is that part of, like how does our brand help them with that part of their story like all that stuff plays into it but one more thing i wanted to, to point out um that i thought was really interesting i would love your your feedback on this is that the brain is har- also hardwired to take the path of least resistance so when you're telling um when you're communicating Communicating via a story uh, that you're going to be able to – the brain doesn't exude a lot of energy when you're communicating via the story, and it will stay with you longer. Um, Do you know anything about that? Can you speak to anything about that, or is that – Well, I I think that's – you know, in in its most raw sense, Eric, you know – the less you know, the, the, the least amount of resistance is is you're you're getting from point A to point B. Um, The confusion – because we've got so many elements these days, people are, are juggling um, websites, social media, this, that, you know, the restaurant, the, the decor, the menu, the options, the, 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 the staff. There's so many things you're juggling. Um, you really do need to make sure that the story you're telling is clear, consistent, and, and, and relatable, easy to understand. So what you're saying makes perfect sense, but you do have to tie it back to all these elements and go, am I telling the same story all the way through? And are people getting it? You also have to understand, if I have to explain it to you too much, something's wrong. Yeah. No, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I love it. Um, one other thing I picked up today, I was actually just reading a book and they were talking about the power of storytelling to create unique selling propositions. So say like you're in a certain geographic and you're serving things on your menu that uh, might be very similar to something that's being served down the street. Uh, you can create a unique selling proposition, something to distinguish that menu item by telling the story behind it, which will then allow you to maybe even charge more. I mean, these are just different ways you can use story to market things, to make things seem special, or to maybe they really are special, and you want to highlight how special it is. Like, use stories to really bring out the incredible things that you're doing in your restaurant. Um, and we could talk all day about the different ways to, you know, to use story in a restaurant, but I think where you really shine is brand imaging and how brand imaging ties to the storytelling. So take it from there. Okay. So, uh, you know, my role today outside of the house of mouse is, is taking the things that I love to do and my passion for brand strategy, creative content, um, and, and developing, uh, brand stories. What we do is really focus on, the elements of starting off with what is brand imaging mm-hmm. um, and how that's going to relate into the storytelling. Uh, a brand image, Eric, is really, at the end of the day, it's whatever the public decides it is. Mm-hmm. So it's the public perception that creates your brand image. You can you can hammer it home all day that we're this and we're that. We're we're ethnic Russian food. And, if the, 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 and you're serving spaghetti and meatballs. I'm sorry. The, the public is going to perceive you as a you know, pasta joint, mm-hmm. you call it what you like. So public perception uh, is also driven by the experience that they have 
within your, your restaurant. Uh, and then that can also be peripherally influenced by, you know, positively or negatively by the advertising, your social media conversations, your content, your photos, your videos, your blogs, the experience within the restaurant. Those things all affect that perception of brand image. So the act of creating a brand image is developing and designing an effective strategy that you can now infuse with your content, high quality content that provides a, a positive reflection of your brand across all the platforms, across all the points of contact a target audience has. And here's that key word again with consistency. Mm. Let's go back a little bit because you just yep. said something uh, helping develop the effective strategy. So yep. what's the first step in that strategy of effectively stel- or, you know, creating that brand image? Who are you? All right. Who are you? So I we had a meeting recently with a golf club and and we were talking about who they are, what they are, da, 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 what they wanted to accomplish. And we we're looking at their website specifically. And here's the example. We talked for 25 minutes and time is fleeting. So I said, stop. In in one sentence, five words or less. Who are you? What is this? golf club's brand. And the guy looked as if, A, nobody had ever asked him this before. And he said, uh, simplicity at its best. And I said, okay, stop. Your website relays none of that. Mm -hmm. So we started with a, a website development redesign that leads with that statement. And my point is, This is an effective strategy. This is how you design a strategy. You first start with, who the heck are you? Mm. And and frankly, that's something that a lot of people forget to ask themselves. And, you know, I'm so happy you're saying this because out of the, you know, 200 plus people I've interviewed, uh, getting the story, finding out what makes people so amazing is they have such, and this is the word that I circled a bunch of times, clarity on who they are. And they're using their restaurant to be a uh, vehicle to deliver their personal brand, their, 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 their mission. Right. But just because you believe who you are doesn't mean the public believes it. Mm. So our job, really, at, and this is what we do best at 2020 Brand Image, is say, look, what we need to do is break down these elements and examine, like sort of do a brand audit of who you are and what you are and what you want to be when, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, and now we can back engineer your brand story so that the things you're doing, the things you're putting out, the points of contact you have are all pointing public perception in the right direction, in the direction you need it to go in. Mm, I love it. So right now for notes, I have the first step to creating that uh, effective, the stat, the, the uh, strategy of correcting an effective brand image is get clear, clear on who you are and be aware of how people perceive you. Yep. Uh, can I go even further and say, get clear on who you want to become? Well, sure. Yeah, because, I mean, everything is a, a, a process. If you've already reached the end of your road and we are this and this is what we are, cool. That's awesome. Um, but now you're going to live in that box. Mm. And as the world around you changes, you know, it's like the movie. You know, I hate to go back to Disney reference, but it's like the movie Up and, and the the. the the visual aspect of the city growing and building and changing technology around this little old man's home. And he's got this tiny quaint little home Mm -hmm. in the middle of all these skyscrapers. That's fine if that's where you want to be, but you do have to keep in mind that as, as you know, you you have to keep doors. I think it's important to keep doors open. Absolutely. And the reason why I bring that up is I feel like, just doing like part of my job is looking at restaurants and following restaurants and finding out who's doing amazing things. And I get to see a lot of people telling their story. And I feel like a lot of people, they end their story with when their door is opened uh, and they got the story up to that point. But when you project into who you want to become, then you get to live the story and right. you get to bring people along and to have them join the story and help you achieve whatever it is, whatever you're trying to, you know, whatever your vision is, whatever, you, however you're trying to make the world a better place. You can bring people along that journey with you. And this is why we started doing what we do is because we realized that a lot of the things that are going on is uh, everyone's got great intent and everyone's got 
high hopes. And, and many of us, most of us, have really good ideas. Mm. But the two main reasons, I would say, most re- restaurateurs, you know, maybe don't market as well as they could is they, they don't have time. Yeah. And that's the first reason. Mm-hmm. You know, the second reason would be uh, maybe they just don't have the background or experience that, that will effectively and efficiently get them to where they need to be because that leads you again right back to time. You don't have time. You've got a restaurant to run. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I look at someone's – here's an example. When I look at someone, someone's um, social media and I'm shocked, I go, wow, you guys are a very popular restaurant. You do really well and I, I, I've gone in here and it's packed all the time. But you've got like less than 500 followers on Twitter. And the last time you posted something was three months ago. So that tells me someone somewhere just doesn't have time to do this. Mm-hmm. And they've stopped believing that it's important. Now, I'll tell you what I know is that when I see that, and this isn't just me because I'm, I live in that world. It's because I'm a person, a human uh, on this planet Earth. When I see that, I go, huh. They're not really engaged. They're not really engaged in a conversation. So at a party, you know, it's, it's very rare that you find yourself seeking out the people in the corners of the room who are trying to hide behind a bookcase to, to strike up a conversation. People often will seek out the people that are surrounded by other people and, you know, they'll hang around the edge. They'll want to get close and then they'll dive in and they want to be close to, you know what I mean? So a crowd, it's a crowd. You've got to continue your conversation everywhere. Uh, so most restaurateurs just don't frankly have the time. So and when you're doing uh, the math, on an effective marketing, uh, you know, versus the revenues generated. Um, let's say you have a marketing brand firm handling your stuff for you. You know, you're getting tenfold ROI on the investment. You're bringing in bodies. It's it's keeping people coming. But unfortunately, a lot of restaurateurs are misled by the fact that you know, uh, let's just say social media alone is effective advertising. It's not. So what I'm hearing from you is that. Yep. The, the telling the brand story and delivering that brand image, that brand message is a 24-7 job that happens on all platforms, not just in-house. Okay, yes. And I would say, think of it this way then. Uh, serving a busy, um, a busy dinner shift in your restaurant every day, five days a week, six days a week. Um, requires a dedicated chef and a dedicated staff of kitchen, a team in the kitchen, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. You can't just sort of like wing it and bring in the bus boy and bring in your friend from Eddie, Eddie next door who, who barbecues pretty good. Um, You, you dedicate a team to performing that service because that's what they're doing. That's what they excel at. That's who they are. They handle it for you. Um, And it's the same with your marketing. Uh, you, you bring in people that you trust. I always tell people, this isn't, this isn't, it's really, it's never, it's not about me. It's, this is about find someone you like, find someone you trust, find someone you can work with because this is a marriage of creativity and that's, you know, difficult to maintain and go with them, yeah. you know. And that's such a common characteristic of, of successful people, especially in the restaurant industry. They realize that they don't have th- all the skills necessary and they realize that there's probably a ton of people out there that are better at doing things than they are and they surround themselves with those people and they pay them well they take care of them that's i mean they, they don't try to do everything they they realize that they they can't do it by themselves and they're really good at finding the people who just knock it out of the park right uh, and i'll tell you what right. i hear from you 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 can find somebody you can find i can i i've i've been there i've worked for them i've worked with them you can find an agency that'll work with you and say hey great man you know what for this amount of money, bing, bang, boom, I could take that much of your marketing budget. I can get you on the radio. I can get you here. I can get you there. And then what they do is they're going to take it. They're going to go, great, thank you. And they're going to say the radio station will make that stuff for free. It'll sound like everything else on the radio station. The radio station doesn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. They don't care. They're just doing what they do. Uh, They're collecting their money for the on-air broadcast schedule. Um, And what you're getting is something that's really uh, the guy that's making your spot is maybe the overnight jockey who makes, you know, a little above minimum wage. He's just getting started, doesn't have any experience. He's going to cut your brand spot for you in between cigarettes between midnight and five. Is that really what you're paying for? Is that how you represent? Um, you know, the big difference is, is, is 
finding people you can work with that know you and understand your audience. And, you know, if you're going to write, you're going to develop your own brand story. If you want to influence public perception of your brand, you need a partner. You need someone you trust. And, Eric, it's no different than, um, you know, you go out to a bar with your buddies and uh, you see someone you like and you're heading on over that way and your buddy stops you and says, dude, your fly's down. Yeah, and I, I totally get what you're saying, and I, I can't agree more that uh, developing your brand, the whole marketing side of the industry, is a job in itself, and it's something that you really can't overlook. And if you don't have the skills to do it right, then really think about getting help. Um, I think I, I agree that's a huge part of developing that brand story. But uh, let's bring it back to uh, the strategy. Um, so right now, sure. for things I have, uh, you know, get that clarity, uh, find out, ask yourself, who am I? And know that you need to like, get help in getting that clarity and have somebody to help you tell that story. But what, what else is part of this strategy? Uh, if you could add anything on to after we get that clarity, after we have somebody in our corner uh, helping us, uh, you know, get the specifics down, like what's the next step? And Peter is going to answer this question for us as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. When you're running a busy restaurant, it's pretty hard to find time for training. Well, Tipsy has a whole library of video courses from industry experts, including world barista champions, marketing gurus, and customer service superstars. Get your staff watching Tipsy courses and watch their growth help your business. With Tipsy, scheduling training, tracking skills growth, and measuring engagement is a piece of cake. In the hospitality industry, we never have enough time, so training often falls away. But as management legend Andy Grove says, the only two ways to improve performance are training and motivation. Tipsy provides both. Click the Tipsy banner in the show notes to find out more. Because your Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you'll receive a special 50% off your first month. What are you waiting for? Get on it. All right, we're back. So, Peter, what is that next step? Uh, you know, after you've discovered uh, what's going on, often the problem is not knowing the problem. After you've developed a plan and, and a story to tell, you've got to deliver that story, as we're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the other thing here, Eric, is who are you telling it to? In, was, where are you that? delivering it? Like what, what channels are you using? Well, well, not only what channels as far as, uh, you know, I look at that and say, you're talking about your website, your media production, your, you know, be it whatever, video, photography, blogging, content marketing, your social media. But who are you telling your story to and in what voice are you telling it to them in? Um, you know, who is your audience? And, yeah. and what we always, I always look at this and say, you know, dude, the most important thing, you, here's your, your champion audience lives within 20 minutes or 20 miles of, you, of your business for the most part. Those are the people that are going to come in and either come back or not. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They're going to tell their friends, their family beyond that radius that they came in, they loved it, and that you should come too. Or they're going to tell them, I went in, I hated it, don't go. Yep. So when you start to focus on, on who your audience is and you start to develop a plan, um, you know, uh, 88% of business marketing plans, and this includes restaurants and the hospitality industry, uh, are going to include content marketing and creation. Uh, 53% of the people that uh, feel they're part of a brand or a community, they're going to be loyal to that brand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you go a little bit further out and you start to realize that, it's what's on, let's say, what's on your website, because it's really not all about your website, but let's talk about your website. If you're a restaurant and you continuously show me pictures of empty dining rooms, well, what message are you giving me? Mm. Um, if your pictures are poorly lit or they don't look good or it's, it's like an a eye stock photo of a dish that you don't actually serve, I'm going to find that out when I get there and I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, and too many people do that. So the story you're telling and who you're telling it to matter. Those are the people that are going to tell everybody else. I, I often tell people this, Eric. Um, uh, you know, once you captivate that audience, especially within, say, 20 minutes, 20 mile radius of your, your, your location, they're your best champions. They are your walking, talking, blogging, photo posting advertisements who, whose pride will drive them to increase your volume, your footprint, and your rate of success. I mean, 
look at Instagram. People are constantly posting pictures of an awesome dish they had or a place where they're with all of their friends and, and they're saying, you know, hashtag at such and such. That is, that is communication. That is a big part of how your, your brand tells its story. Absolutely. Awesome stuff. Um, yeah. So tell me more about how we can uh, make sure every, because like you said earlier, branding is everything. Brand is everything. So where do people miss the mark? Where do they most likely overlook, uh, you know, where do they fall short and what can we do in our restaurants, uh, you know, we to really exceed the expectation when it comes to delivering that brand? I think it's really simple. And we've all heard this before. It's details. Mm. It's in the details. I mean, the obvious thing is um, we can see, you know, you see most of the obvious things, whether or not you choose to do anything about it is another story. Um, but it's the, it's the details. The devil is in the details. It's the small things. Um, you know, it's not hard to go into a restaurant and see, um, you know, when a bus station is a mess, like you should never see that. That's, that's, that's aesthetic. But again, you're, you're giving off impressions. You're giving off impressions. Let's use Disney as an yeah. example. Uh, right. I mean, food and beverage, uh, hospitality, you know, entertainment, uh, theme park, like they're in our field, like they're in our world and they're known for like, what's their motto? Like the happiest place on earth or like, what's their, they have some kind of motto where like, it's just like, they're, I don't know if it's a motto or maybe an overarching like mantra where like they're trying to make you feel like you're in a fairy tale. Yeah. I mean, it's the happiest place on earth. It's, it's, this is what, when I tell people, this is what makes me most dangerous. This is what gives me the, this is what gives my edges such a, uh, a deadly sharpened hone um, is that experience I got there. And, you know, uh, I drank some of the Kool-Aid, didn't swallow all of it. I get it. I get it. You know? Well, this is uh, like, like, what are they doing? Like, think of it, the things that they do so well, though. They, they. Well, let me give you an example. If you go to the Magic Kingdom, you go, you go to Disney World, Disneyland, you, you, you walk with your family up this, this long path that looks, you know, like it's forever. They do the same thing at the Taj Mahal in India. Yeah. Um, it's designed to give the impression that it's going to be a long way off. And it's not. You get there. It doesn't even, it doesn't look that big. But when you get there, you're like, whoa, it's just like, boom. Yeah. And here's what's neat. The way there has a slight incline drawing you toward, I'm sorry, decline, drawing you towards the castle. As you walk away, that in that decline is now an incline. So as you and your family and your kids walk away from the castle, you've got to go back to your hotel because you're tired. It's harder to leave. (laughs) And, you know, notice this, any ride you get off at Disney world, where do they drop you first off? Where's the ride end in the, in the gift shop. That's right. It's the most opportune moment to take advantage of, your open wallet. And they know with kids with you that they're going, I want, I want, I need, I need mine, mine. And the fastest way to get that to stop is to just, just buy it and go. Uh, That's why they do it. Yeah. So in your restaurant, how do we translate these things? You've got to start making things. um, You know, that's where I say compelling, interesting, bring me to it, bring it to me. Let me try it. Let me taste it. Why would you have a problem with that? Um, you know, entice and excite and make it hard for me to, to leave. I love any experience in a restaurant where, you know, I'm not rushed unless I'm in a rush, but you know, you shouldn't go to a restaurant in a rush. That's silly. Um, but you know, where, where the whole experience comes full, full circle for you, where, um, each thing is laid out so that it's pleasant and it's, it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, remembering those little details, you know, Disney world, again, they put a trash can, uh, I forget how many feet apart, uh, all over the parks, every park, um, the trash cans are a certain distance apart from one another because the geniuses, uh, at Disney at some point figured out that a human being will only carry a piece of trash this many feet. So it's a small detail. Nobody notices it, but it's there. That's one of the reasons why you don't see trash all over Disney World. And that's because people have an opportunity to throw it out. And that's what I was going to like, you know, highlight was or shine a light on was the fact that when you go to these theme parks like Disney specifically, their reputation, they're known for just being so clean. The landscaping, everything is just so pristine and beautiful. Um, And I I feel like it's almost the things you don't 
recognize or you don't notice that leave the most lasting impressions it's like the subconscious and like that's the level you need to be operating at is what won't people necessarily notice um that they their subconscious notice you know will notice that will make them come back is that stretching it no no i just i think that in some cases you know you can get that deep um and you you don't but you certainly don't have to um you know, you certainly don't have to. There, there's, you know, I talked to a guy recently in a restaurant who spent a bunch of money on his sign. Well, the design of the sign, he had the sign designed to fit in the sign of the building that was there before. It didn't fit his logo, so he just had them design it to save money. He just had his logo changed to fit the horizontal instead of the vertical that his design is. And now he's sitting at a place, he hates the sign, it looks dated, it looks crappy, and now he's going to pay twice because he's going to have it redone to be done the way his actual logo looks on everything else. I ask you, you know, now you've paid, now he's going to pay twice. So when you think you're saving money on something, are you or are you cutting corners? And is that corner you cut really worth it? Now you tell me, you know, whether the guy's sign is vertical or horizontal, does that compel or prevent people from coming in? No. But again, you're, you're confusing your story. Everywhere I see your logo being in a vertical position, and, this is, and the one place it's horizontal is at the restaurant. I'm confused what you're telling me. What is happening? Mm. So that starts to erode at the entire experience within. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, you kind of just brought it back to how that all ties into the brand story, the brand image. Awesome stuff. Uh, we're at about 45 minutes right now. Is there anything that uh, we didn't touch on that you feel like is just really a, a big part of the success of getting that brand image down that you want to share with us? You know, at the end of the day, I would say it's, it's really about uh, – Finding your story, A. And there are some businesses or consultants that can sit down and we will tell you what your story could be. Doesn't have to necessarily be a should be, but we can we can help you do that. Um, but then beyond there, you've got to be willing to take the steps to develop and design, the, like we said, the strategies. And then you've got to use the tools available, you know, to um, deliver those stories to the right people. And you've got to, as a restaurateur, you've got to be willing to participate in that process, knowing that you don't have the time to do it all yourself. So you participate, you find someone you trust, you participate, and you, you work together, and, and then you let them go because you trust them. Uh, that's how you get this done. That's how you sustain, that's how you attract success, and that's how you sustain it. One quote just keeps on echoing with me listening to you talk, and that's, if you don't have the time to do it right, when are you going to have the time to do it again or over? Right. And, uh, I mean, in branding today, it's like the equivalent, uh, you know, like your website online, the digital branding, that's your new storefront. That's that's putting the, you know, the flowers uh, in front of the window and having the yawning and your, your sidewalk swept. Like, that's all that stuff that you would do every day. Like, there isn't a day you would not pay attention to those things. So why wouldn't you pay attention? Why would you pay attention to it online? And that's, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. From, from the most important part, Eric, is, you know, it, look – if you're not sweeping up, cleaning up, and your staff is maintaining a level of cleanliness within the restaurant itself, within the brick and mortar, you're going to fail. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, the ability to capture an audience begins well beyond your doors. So everything you're doing outside of it needs to be the same story, the same quality, the same, you know, if you are a sophisticated, elegant restaurant, everything should be sophisticated and elegant. And the pictures should be, mwah. the pictures should be the same quality as the, the, you know, the rack of lamb that you, you're serving. Now, dude, you know this. You don't just chuck something like that on the plate and say, here you go. You know, I went into a place the other day that was a simple rib place. Here's my last example for you. And this was so like, oh, this just made me crazy. <laughs> they recently opened, and I won't say who they are. Um, they recently had opened, uh, and, and I had gone in as a marketing guy. and was like, first of all, I love barbecue. I love meat. And they were like a slash 
barbecue butchery shop, high end, high end. And, uh, you know, I told the guy, if I ever need any help, let me help me, yada, yada, yada. I never heard from him again, no big deal. Um, I started to see that they've been running specials, doing this and that. They're open, they're full on, they're doing half restaurant, half prepared foods and half butchery or whatever, you know, quarter of this, that, and the other thing. Um, I looked at their, re- their reviews on Yelp and they had a really a lot of bad ones. And what caught my eye was that the response to the bad reviews was either from an owner or a manager, and it was just argumentative and borderline abusive verbally. Um, and I was like shocked. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, man. And now here I am because of what I do for a living, Eric. I'm curious. I go by. I said, let me just stop in. And you know what I thought to myself? They had this sign out front that was like $2.50 for a, a barbecue taco. And I love tacos. I love barbecue. It's, it's easy. Uh, to, you know, a couple of bucks for a beer. I'm like, let me just go in and grab something. How hard can it be? I go in. I see empty restaurant. One guy sitting alone at a table eating. Uh, nothing else. Not another customer in the joint. There's a guy behind the window. And he's like slicing a bun or something. He doesn't say hello. He doesn't even acknowledge me. I look around, I walk down, look at all the cases, I see the meats, I'm looking for a menu, I see something taped to the register, there's nobody at the register. He goes, I help you? And I said, yeah, I'm just looking for, uh, I don't know, I'm looking for something to eat, I'm looking, I'm not, I don't know, I'm looking at the tacos, uh, and he goes, what do you want? What do you want? He says it to me twice. I looked at him and I said, I want to be treated better than this. And I left. Wow. And I just, you know, it it shocked me, Eric. I said, I want to be treated better than this. This is a very low, easy peasy, you know, look, you're serving high end cuts of meat, ones that I can barely afford to buy. But I come in for your little special lunch and you treat me like I'm an a-hole. And I turned around and I left. And that is to me from... What I noticed online, uh, you know, first of all, should I have expected any different from what I saw online? No. Yeah. But because I'm, I'm curious and I'm, a, you know, uh, a brand guy, I had to go in and see for myself what the hell's happening in here. And, you know, I left. I, I shouldn't be shocked because it was exactly his brand story is exactly what it is. Mm. Yeah. We're a bunch of a-holes. We're going to treat <laughs> like a-holes and that's what we do around here. Oh, and it's, you know. $17 a pound for that steak. Um, you know. Yeah. I, no, I mean, you painted a beautiful picture, and I totally am picking up what you're putting down. And, I mean, just to go to 30,000 feet real quick and kind of uh, just shine some light on today's conversation and my big takeaways, uh, obviously, you know, uh, telling that story is so important. Knowing your story, getting the clarity in that story is so important. But it's it's not enough just to, to know the story and to tell it. Like, you need to make sure that that story is in your brand and there isn't a detail you can overlook um, from any aspect, from all angles. Like, you have to look at every little detail and that's what brand imaging is yes yes you're right from there you you just do your you know if your website is optimized and it's working the way it should you're going to be found you're going to be engaging people if your media production whether it be advertising or just video use it on the website it's it's if it's if it's really done well and done with the intention of more than just point and click point and click it's going to be a carefully crafted communication that has an effect. And when you're creating content, you know, life is changing all around us. It's just the story that we tell is constantly being changed. Mm-hmm. And if you tell it right, as it always works out, the dragon is slain, true love's kiss wakes up the princess, and the sword is pulled from the stone. And that's how you succeed. Awesome. I love it. Great stuff. Are there any final thoughts you want to share with us before we wrap up? Uh, anybody that's interested in any of the things that uh, I and my team at 2020 Brand Image does, they're more than happy to look us up and uh, give us a ring. We're, we're always looking to help. Our, our other mantra is always be a helper. So mm, I love it. So you're going to find uh, the links to 2020 Brand Imaging over at our 2020 Brand Image. Drop the ING. Just head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 260 you'll find the links uh, to everything we referenced today to the links to head over to check out their service and then uh, i wrap out every 
I'm going to say that again. I wrap up every episode by having my guest call somebody out. So who's one independent restaurant operator, somebody you think is just doing it right, that we can get on the show to have as a guest, a guest mentor? Ooh. Okay. Wait. I got a couple, but let me let me think really quick because it's it's like, where was I recently? Um, okay. Two pl- Can I say two? Yeah. Okay. Um, one was Throwback Brewery. Ooh. Thought it was awesome. They were great. Um, and that's over in, where is that? Uh, I think it's in Rye. Yeah. Really unassuming. When I went there, I was like, what is this going to be? Yeah. And those ladies have a great story. They were just starting with the brewery and now they have the brew pub. Yeah. They have a great story, uh, starting from something very small and growing into something really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Great food. Great, great, great atmosphere. And you know, what I found was that the, the, the staff was, you know, um, the people were really great. The other one I have to give kudos to is, uh, Franklin Oyster House. That place is the bomb.com. Uh, I, you know what? I just, I, I went there twice. I, I went there once and completely fell in love. Um, you can go there by yourself and have a great time. You can go there with your friends and have a great time. I, I think that they were doing everything really, really, really well from start to finish. And I know somebody who works there, Ala. She's great. And uh, the owner of that restaurant is Jay McSherry. So uh, I think that's like the fourth time now he's been called out uh, to be a guest on the show. So, Frank, we got to get you on the show. Or not Frank, uh, uh, Jay, we got to get you on the show. Uh, man, too many people are calling you out. Let's make this happen. And uh, thank you so much, Pete, uh, for taking the time to be a guest mentor, to really paint the picture of why uh, getting your story told is so important. And then not just why it's so important, but how to do it and uh, why we need to pay attention to the details. And that's where success truly lies. So Beautiful. Thank you, man. Thanks awesome. for having me on. You're, you're just a, a pleasure to talk to. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Cheers. We'll have a good one. Boom! There's another episode wrapped up here at Restaurants Unstoppable, and it was an awesome one. Thank you so much, Peter Jude Ricciardi, for coming on the show to uh, you know just emphasize that importance of uh, getting your brand story told and uh, just putting it out there and really getting clarity on who you are and why you're doing what you're doing, uh, and then not just stopping there, but making sure everything about your business says. Uh, who you are in or displays who you are and is aligned with who you say you are. And there's not a detail that you can really overlook. It's, it's in the details, like Peter says, uh, and it takes an expert eye. So just like anything else you would do in your business, whether it be, uh, you know, the accounting or getting, uh, a, a, the legal advice from a lawyer and, and, uh, you know, the, the accounting from a CPA, like go to an expert. Uh, for branding, uh, Peter is a great place to start. Uh, there's tons of places out there. Again, he works with 2020 Brand Imaging. I thank them for coming on the show to teach us a little bit more about this significance. Um, but yeah, awesome stuff. Uh, tons of value in this episode. Tons of energy. You can tell Peter is a storyteller. And he's you can tell he's got a voice for radio. Uh, so some things to talk about here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Um, if you've noticed, I've only put out about one episode a week for the past couple of weeks. I'm not slowing down. I'm only accelerating. There's just different things going on in my life, particularly me taking more of a serious role at a restaurant locally, uh, learning from an amazing person uh, who is a past guest, Jennifer DeRozier. She's awesome. Uh, taking what I've learned from this podcast, having an outlet uh, her restaurant leaning Lou to kind of uh, to join that team to see what greatness can be and uh, it's really fun to you know exercise all these awesome lessons and um, I plan to get back to my two to three episodes a week I just had a crazy schedule the past couple of weeks making the transition going on full time over there uh, so do not worry uh, I will be back stronger than ever in the near future and uh, I'm loving every second of this I hope you guys are too uh, don't forget to leave me those five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. If you haven't yet, those five-star reviews really do help out the show. They give the validation the show needs. Uh, so, you know, leave that 
that five-star review. Leave a comment about why you love Restaurant Unstoppable. You'll be helping me out, and I'll give you a special thanks. I'll, I'll call you out. I'll give you a shout-out on a future show if you do that for me. And then also, don't forget that I love those 15-minute 101 chats. So head over to RestaurantUnstoppable.com. Find the 15-minute 101 chat uh, icon that's right there on the website and schedule a time to talk. Um, you know, I just like hearing what your challenges are. I might be able to make a, a recommendation based off of what my guests have you know, taught us. I might be able to help you connect with the right person. If I don't know the answer, I know tons of people. I've had over uh, 250 now or 260 uh, guests on the show. My network's growing and your net worth is your network. So I might help you connect. Uh, maybe I just can pick you up. And maybe you just want to talk about the show, what I can do to make the show better. I love those those conversations. Connect with me. It's the best part about doing the show. And then um, what else do I need to mention? Um, yeah, Eric at RestaurantUnstoppable.com. Shoot me an email if you don't want to talk. I will connect with you via email as well. All right, guys, that's all I have today. Uh, thank you for you know joining us and uh, being a part of this journey of creating this resource uh, to help the future of independent restaurant operators. This podcast has been a journey. I've loved every second of it. And it's because of you, my listeners, that it's possible. So thank you for your support. And until next time, peace out.